Good morning, my friends, and welcome to Weekend Update. From high above all other puerile and insipid forms of Wyoming mainstream media, this is Cowboy State Politics. I, of course, am your illustrious host, David Iverson, firmly ensconced behind the silver Cowboy State Politics microphone and broadcasting to you from the base of the Bighorns in beautiful Buffalo, Wyoming. Well, good morning, my friends. Turkey Day 2022 is in the books. And so is Black Friday. Personally, I don't engage in such obscene gestures of American consumerism. Frankly, it takes me a day or so to recover from the intentional gorging I subjected myself to during Thanksgiving dinner. That doesn't mean that I wasn't subjected to a constant barrage of sales ads. Every attempt was made yesterday to convince you to open up your checkbook. No doubt, the inflationary pressures created intentionally by the Biden administration have put a strain on all retailers, including those in the cowboy state. And thus, merchants, even in Wyoming, have had to come up with ever more increasingly creative measures of customer inducement. If it were me, I think I may resort to free cocktails at the door. This would serve the dual purpose of loosening up spending behaviors, while at the same time of providing a constant stream of entertainment for all those who are in line for their next big purchase. And just think about all of the online revenue that could be generated from publishing all of the security footage of the event. I'm telling you, my friends, monetizing those videos might make up for any drop in sales revenue. But there again, it would probably also result in increased law enforcement presence. But this seasonal display of outright obscene spending has not been constrained to we Wyoming citizens. If it were, I might be in favor of such capitalistic debauchery. But it's not. Rather, the Wyoming Turkey Vulture, uh, the Wyoming Tribune Eagle, and the Wyoming Education Association can't seem to shake the holiday spending spirit. In fact, they've posted a poll. Pardon their grammar. Quote, Do you think the Wyoming legislature is providing adequate funding K-12 education in the state? If you consider the English language prowess of the turkey vulture, you might be inclined to say that we haven't provided adequate education funding. More likely the case, however, whomever the managing editor of the turkey vulture is, has clearly just not taken advantage of the billions of dollars that Wyoming spends on education. The old 1828 defines it as follows. To resemble exactly. And then the word adequately is defined as in an adequate manner, in exact proportion with just correspondence, representation, or proportion, in a degree equal to the object. There are approximately 90,000 students in the state of Wyoming in K-12. through Wyoming spends $1.77 billion every single year on education, which works out to $19,700 per student per year. For most Wyoming families, that $20,000 per year would make up well over a third of their annual income. A lot of families, perhaps the majority, have at least two kids, which means that the state is spending $40,000 every year for each family's two kids, making up over two-thirds of their family's annual income. Thinking back to what Webster had to say, is that amount equal to the degree of the object of educating each child? It would be very difficult to argue that it isn't. And yet, the Wyoming Education Association is engaged in a lawsuit specifically to that effect. 
The real question the turkey vulture should be asking is what could each family do with $40,000 of extra income every year? I'm no economist, but I would guess that they could do a much better job of educating their children than the Wyoming Department of Education. Depending on where you look, Wyoming ranks anywhere from 21st to 26th in the country according to test scores. And we do all of that while we're ranked number four in education spending per student per year. And so, since we all went through Black Friday, I think we could all say that we're not getting the bang for our buck with the Wyoming education system. Nor would there be a long line assembled to purchase what they have to sell. Frankly, at the cost of a Ferrari, you could buy a Mazda. And yet, the results of the poll paint a very different picture, with 70% of respondents saying that no, we don't give Wyoming education nearly enough money. That being said, remember, in all things, I ask you to be critical. Now, the Wyoming Tribune Eagle doesn't say how many respondents there were to their poll, so we couldn't even begin to say that their poll was scientific in nature. Considering the school materials that the turkey vulture advocates for us keeping in schools, we can hardly say that they're interested in science anyway. All of that aside, we can attribute the result of the poll to a couple of things. First, Wyoming citizens are largely uneducated on how much money Wyoming spends on education. And if they were, they would be just as appalled as everyone else ought to be. Second, there's no definition as to what is adequate and what is enough. In other words, and to speak very plainly about this matter, you should just discard this crap for what it is. Biased political advocacy masquerading as news. Brought to you by the purveyors of all things government spending. You should expect the Wyoming Tribune Eagle to continue to blow the trumpet for increased government spending without any semblance of responsibility. After all, yesterday was Black Friday, and then we have Cyber Monday coming up, the Wyoming Tribune Eagle and the Wyoming Education Association are just getting caught up in the spirit of the season. Who could really blame them? Hmm, how about every single Wyoming taxpayer that's yet to see any return whatsoever on their $1.77 billion investment that is paid and increases every single year? Coming up, I've got a discussion with one of the incoming freshmen to the Wyoming House of Representatives, Casper Representative-elect Jeanette Ward. But first, some completely outrageous self-aggrandizement. You can listen to the podcast on any of your favorite podcasting apps. iHeartRadio, iTunes, TuneIn, really any of them will work. But the easiest way is just to go to the website, cowboystatepolitics.com. There, you can find all of the shows as well as any of the articles that I might bring up during the course of a program. If your name is Sleepy Joe Biden and you're dumber than a box of rocks, well, you can go to cowboystatepolitics.com. Pull up an article and educate yourself while you're eating your afternoon pudding. Cowboy State Politics is brought to you by Morton Buildings. If you're in the market for an outbuilding or a garage or a barn or a giant roping arena or maybe a humongous warehouse, you should call my friends Nick and Jesse at Morton Buildings, 307-674-2532. 
These guys are the experts in metal building construction. They've been doing it longer than anybody else around, and they definitely do it better than anybody else around. So it doesn't matter what type of metal building you've been thinking about. Give Nick and Jesse a call. Again, their phone number is 307-674-2532, or you can check them out on their website at mortonbuildings.com. Well, it's Saturday morning, and you know what I'm thinking about. Hot wings. Hot wings from the Wing It food truck. They make the most amazing hot wings in the state of Wyoming. And not just hot wings. They have several other different flavors, too. I personally recommend the garlic Parmesan wings. They're amazing. Well, to figure out where that truck is going to be, you go to CowboysStatePolitics.com and look underneath the Sponsors tab, and you can find their schedule there. That way, you can plan your entire week over where that truck is going to be. That's the Wing It Food Truck. New episodes of the program are published every Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday morning. And then, every Thursday, beginning at 10 a.m., Cowboy State Politics Live. You can find the link at CowboyStatePolitics.com or at the Cowboy State Politics Facebook page. And now, back to the program. more important districts to conservatives is Wyoming House 57 in Casper, Wyoming. That seat was previously held by Secretary of State-elect Chuck Gray. It's important because until this election, most of the seats in Natrona County were held by redcoats. You know, Democrats that don't know how to spell. Like redcoat Steve Harshman, Joe McGuire, and who could forget Pat Sweeney. I just love him. A couple of those that I just mentioned were defeated in this past election. Now, one of the more important seats, as I mentioned, is House 57, Chuck Gray's seat, a lone conservative in a swampy sea of liberal thinking. Well, anyhow, the soon-to-be representative that replaced Chuck Gray is Casper newcomer Jeanette Ward. I had a great discussion with her the other day, and here it is in its entirety. One of the newest conservative legislators in the State House of Representatives is Casper's Jeanette Ward. Welcome to Cowboys State Politics, Jeanette. Hey there. Thank you so much for having me on. I appreciate it. So since this is the first time on the program, why don't you take a few minutes and tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? Probably a lot of people know that I describe myself as a political refugee from uh, fascist Illinois. I came here in late August 2021 looking for freedom. And um, one of my top priorities, because the straw that, that broke the camel's back for us back in Illinois, is that they threatened our straight-A student with out-of-school suspension for not wearing a mask. So I was kind of dismayed to see the special session that was called deliberately for that purpose of protecting our our rights with respect to medical interventions didn't actually protect our, our rights, either with masks or vaccines. And that is my top priority. Right I on. want to get that passed. I don't want to see this ever happen again. Yeah, that special session, it was a disgrace. I was down there for the whole thing. Those guys didn't do anything. Indeed. I, 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 <laughs> I was like... What, what in the world? Isn't this Wyoming? What happened here? 
Well, what happened is a bunch of redcoats can't take themselves away from federal money. And I am for rejecting federal money because it always comes with strings and we don't need it. I think it's funny how some people think federal money isn't tax dollars. I know. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> it's all tax dollars. If it's come from the state, it's, that's your taxes. If it comes from the federal government, that's your taxes. It, if it comes from local government, that's your taxes. It's all taxes. Get ready. A bunch of your new colleagues believe that the state has their own money, and boy, do they like to spend it. Well, I am not a big spender. I am uh, pro-life, pro-freedom, pro-Second Amendment, and pro-family, and pro-low spending. <laughs> the government that governs best is the government that governs least. I like you already. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> All right. So you mentioned one of your priorities, you know, making sure that we can't be forced to put a dumb piece of cloth over our mouths or stick a piece of metal in our arm. Yep. What are some other priorities that you want to get accomplished this session? Well, I'd like to see the unborn protected. I want to continue uh, that Wyoming should be a sanctuary for the unborn. And I want to make it so some radical judge out in Jackson isn't confused by about what we mean when we pass a law that we say abortion is illegal in Wyoming. One of the big topics you're going to have to tackle down there is education spending. Right now, Representative Jennings told me yesterday that right now they're wanting to increase the education budget by about $70 million. And I mean, that's on top of the $1.77 billion that we already spent on education. Have you given any thought to how we might tackle this whole education spending problem? First of all, I was shocked to find out that Wyoming spends some of the highest in the nation per student, um, even even higher than where I came from, where my property taxes were four times what they are here. So again, shocked, shocked. I, I don't I don't understand people who make the argument we need more money. We need more money. Um, I think probably one of the ways you could cut uh, spending in that regard is to cut administration. Um, I don't, administration's grown something like 80, 80 to 90% in the last several years, um, while the student population has, has not kept up with that. That's my favorite statistic. And it's, uh, the way it works out is over the past 10 to 15 years, and this is the shocking part to me, that enrollment went down about 2,000 students. And at mm -hmm. this, during the same time period, it went up 3,600 positions. Holy yep. crap. Exactly. And it's funny because um, I was helping some of our, our local uh, school board candidates. And, you know, of course, the, the school board, as it's currently constituted in Natrona County, raised its, its budget and tried to make the argument that that, that doesn't raise taxes. <laughs> I'm sorry, but if you raise your budget and your budget comes from federal, state, and local taxes, you are raising taxes. Exactly. <laughs> you know, one of the most important pieces of reading that comes out of the legislature, or at least, you know, in my opinion, is the crew report. Have you looked at that at all? Um, I haven't heard about that yet. Um, I am a new legislator, as you mentioned, so there are some things I, I need to learn. Haven't heard of that one yet. Well, it's going to, here pretty quick, it's going to be like drinking from a fire hose. But the uh, the crew report is pretty much everything you wanted or didn't want to know about education spending in the state of Wyoming. 
And ah. I mean, it's 300 pages long and they look at it from every direction. And, you know, since we were talking about administrators, in every single county except for one in the state, they spend over and above what the state recommends for administrative salaries. And we're not talking just like a couple dollars here or there. In most cases, counties spend 50% more on administration than the state funding model suggests they do. Yep. Well, it's it's kind of like that the a different state and same, similar problems. I mean, we had that problem back in Illinois, and uh, it's it's amazing what some of these administrators make, up over two hundred thousand dollars for a superintendent salary. Um, was that more than the governor makes? More than a member of Congress? I mean, it's a little ridiculous. It is. <laughs> So, Jeanette, have you given any thought to what uh, what committees you might ask for, or have you even gotten that far? Um, I've requested to be on uh, health and education. Health, because I'm very, um, I have a vested interest in the, the vaccine and, and mask. And education, because I served on the largest elected school board back in Illinois, where I came from. And uh, as you might guess, I was um, in the minority. And boy, that was that was fun. Oh, I bet that was inter- entertaining. Indeed. <laughs> so have you gotten any word from Representative Summers, if that's that's where you might land, or do you have any idea yet? Um, he said on Saturday when he was elected as Speaker that he would be assigning committees, uh, I think he said by the end of the week. So I, I, I don't know if um, Speaker Summers is going to give me what I requested because uh, I did not uh, support his slate of candidates, if you will, for the leadership team in the House. I'm hopeful that he'll work with me. I've already requested that he co-sponsor my my bill on um, mask and vaccine mandate ban, um, but he declined to do that. So. Okay. Of course he did, because <laughs> Representative Summers is not a conservative. I was hoping that I could find something we could work together on based on his past votes. He seemed like he might be in support of at least that. Um, but yes, as I said, he declined, sadly. I was talking with Representative Nyman about the election last Saturday, and I'd, why don't you just give me your thoughts on how the vote on Saturday went? I, I have to say I was a little dismayed. Um, obviously, it, it went for uh, Summers over Jennings, and it was 27 to 30. Um, and the the only bone that conservatives got was the majority for le- floor leader, which was Chip, Chip Nyman. Um, I published um, a post on Facebook on my page, my public page, where I, I suggested, and I, I'm glad I'm able to say this on your program, I think that all the constituents across Wyoming ought to contact their representative and find out who they voted for. Because if they didn't vote conservatively and they presented to you, the voter, that they are conservative, then you need to replace them in two years. Absolutely. I I really appreciated your post because a lot of what happens in Cheyenne for a very long time was kind of kept behind the behind the curtain, as it were. And representatives got used to operating without their constituents knowing what they were doing. And then worse than that, you know, they would come home and they just lie to us about what they did. And so, I mean, I think it's really important that people ask their their legislators who they voted for. You know, just so we know exactly, and, you know, we're mo- 
probably not likely to get an answer out of most of them, but uh, it'll they be very. They should give very, you an answer. They, they should. should give you. They should give you an answer, and that vote ought to be a public vote. And as I said in my post, sunshine is the best disinfectant. The people ought to know what we are doing. And that is uh, going to be one of my priorities as uh, a, a rep. I will over-inform my constituents what's going on. Well, that's absolutely a good thing. And frankly, Jeanette, that's why I started this program, because I was so sick and tired of being lied to by these people. And, you know, the, the funny thing is they ask for your vote, and then they the people vote for them because— they're told, well, yeah, you know, I'm going to support this this list of issues. And then when you dig into their voting record, it's nothing of the sort. I agree. And uh, in general, it's my policy to explain to my constituents how I vote on uh, all everything I vote on. So I'm hope I'm hopeful that I'm going to be able to do that. Um, I, I understand there could be a, a lot to explain when there are so many bills, but th but that is my that's where my heart is at. Well, and I think it's super important. I mean, it's one thing I think this election showed us all is that Wyoming citizens, by and large, are paying a lot more attention to what's happening in Cheyenne than they, they have previously. Yes, I'm very grateful for that. So um, since they're paying attention, I, I hope they will. <laughs> My Facebook page is, is the best uh, place to, to find uh what I'm communicating to my constituents, and that's Jeanette Ward for Wyoming. So hopefully um, they'll take a look there. Okay, and, great. Uh, see what's up. I also uh, we were probably received as legislators over a hundred emails uh, asking us to vote for the conservative team. I did not receive one email asking me to vote for the opposing team. And I answered every single one of those emails and I explained to them what happened on Saturday. Excellent. You know, isn't it funny that your conservative constituents are the ones that reach out to you? But, you know, unless unless it's one of these hot-button liberal issues, you very rarely hear from the other side. Yeah, that's true. Like I said, there was not one single email in support of the slate of other candidates. Well, I think what that tells you is a lot of what you saw on Saturday was an exercise in power. And like I said, I, I did throw uh, Rep Speaker Summers a bone, hoping he would support my uh, ban on mask and vaccine mandates, but uh, he did not. Yeah. So, Well, there's a lot of things that are going to change down there, certainly with Chip getting elected. And I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what all you guys are going to do. Yeah, poor Chip. I, I don't envy his position. He's a, he's a he's the guy in the lion's den, I think. <laughs> oh, I think I think Chip's ready for it. You know, from our discussion uh, last night and that well, the episode I published this morning. I mean, right. Chip's ready to go, and I, I think that all of you guys are approaching things from the best position, and that is, hey, we want to work together. We want to get some things done. So um, let's let's do the job that our that Wyoming citizens sent you there to do. Sure. But, and, and I've given the speaker an opportunity just now to work together, which, which he declined. Um, but I'm also very good at guerrilla warfare because that's where I come from. <laughs> well, you had and to I'm, in, in fascist Illinois. That's exactly right. And I know how to do that. So look out. <laughs> well, Jeanette, I appreciate you taking the time to visit with me and uh, you're welcome back on the program anytime you like. Well, thank you so much, David. I appreciate that.
Well, again, why don't I? Why don't you tell everybody uh, how to get a hold of you? I mean, you mentioned your Facebook page, but you may as well mention your email too. Sure, I can be found. I have a website, jw4w.com, or if you like, jw4w.com, and that is my handle on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as well, jw4w. So, or you can search for Jeanette Ward for Wyoming, and you'll find me. Excellent. Well, I'll let you get back to work and have a good day, Jeanette. Thank you so much. Well, that'll do it for today's installment of the program. As we get closer to the convening of Wyoming's 67th legislature, we'll have more interviews with some of the incoming freshmen. But until then, have a good rest of your weekend, and we'll talk again on Monday. From the base of the Bighorns in beautiful Buffalo, Wyoming, I'm David Iverson, and this is the one and only Cowboy State Politics.